Hello and welcome to another edition of Todd Talks Bible. This engaging discipleship-based Bible study is sponsored by Church Discipleship Ministries. And our teacher is Todd Tolles, the founder and director of CDM. A career firefighter captain before entering the ministry, Todd founded Church Discipleship Ministries to equip and empower believers to fulfill your calling to be a spiritual warrior dedicated to fulfilling the Great Commission. Let's listen in now as Todd Talks Bible. When I watch the news, I get very upset and worried for our nation, as I'm sure you do also. I mean, think about it. We've been shut down for the COVID-19 virus for months. Stores have been looted and burned to the ground. There's riots in the streets. Americans are killing Americans. It seems like nobody cares about law and order anymore, much less God's law. And people are asking, is this the end of the age as prophesied in the Bible? Is God beginning to judge our nation for her many sins? And the one place, the one place where people could go to find answers to these questions and hope to help our nation have been shut down. The local churches have been shut down for months nationwide. You know, you have to wonder when you look at what's going on, why has the church not been successful in influencing our nation? Just a look at 2020 in the last couple of years would prove to anyone that the church has made itself totally irrelevant when it comes to our society. For the last 15, 20 years, we've had no impact in our society. Why is that? Why are people rebelling against God's law? Why do so many not even care what's going on in the churches? Why have the churches lost their influence in our society? Well, I think it's because over the last 15 to 20 years, we've quit discipling believers in our churches. That's right. It all comes down to discipleship. And we have failed to disciple believers, especially the younger two generations, the millennials and the Gen Z generation. Hi, brothers and sisters. My name is Todd Tolles, and I would like to welcome you to Todd Talks Bible, a new facet of my ministry called Church Discipleship Ministries. The reason I started CDM about 10 years ago was to help local churches to disciple their believers, to equip believers, and to empower believers to have a ministry to a fallen world. You see, God designed the church not for a few pastors to be able to evangelize and disciple everybody. No, he designed it where each individual could reach the people in their little niche of the world. You see, the people you work with may never even meet your pastor. He may never even come across them. More likely, he won't. But you see them on a day-to-day basis. And that's the way Christianity was designed to work that each believer was properly discipled, equipped, and empowered to be a spiritual warrior for God so that they could shine a light into darkened corners in their part of the world on the, with the people that they met on a daily basis at work or school, their neighbors, or even family members. That is how Christianity was designed, and that's how it has flourished for 2,000 years. In fact, the Bible teaches that each believer should have a minimum set of skills to where if they were the last Christian on earth, 
they could continue to use these skills to spread the gospel and have the church flourish again. That's right. The church is designed where one believer can get it all going again if that believer was the last one on earth. You see, each believer should have a skill set of five skills and be competent in these five areas so that they can continue the movement of God, even if they were the last one on earth. For instance, each believer should be mature enough to where they can share their faith effectively, to evangelize other people, to share their faith effectively where they can lead someone to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Each believer should also be able to competently teach the scripture. In other words, to be able to help these new believers to understand the basics of Christianity by showing them the truths of scripture and rightly dividing the word of God. Thirdly, every believer, I believe, is supposed to be able to be a pastor. Now, what do I mean by that? That you'll all work in churches as your uh, vocation as a pastor? No. The word pastor just means shepherd. And every believer should be able to shepherd other believers and younger believers and new believers into the green pastures of discipleship, the green pastures of the knowledge of God where they can grow and mature. That's what it means to be a shepherd, to be a pastor. And you may never be a pastor of a church, but you might be responsible for shepherding your kids once they become Christians, or your neighbor once they become a Christian. You can help them grow, or the people at work that you lead, you lead to the Lord and share your faith with. You can help them grow and lead them to these greener pastures of growth with God. That's what it means to be a shepherd, and I think every Christian is called to be able to do that. I also think every Christian is called to be able to discern if a person or organization is going astray from the truth of Scripture. And then once they see that, that they can help that person or organization through counseling them, through encouraging them, through edifying them, exhorting them to get back right with the Holy Spirit and with the truth of Scripture as their guide. And finally, I think every believer is supposed to be able to go to the point where they can be a good ambassador for Christ. We should reach the level of maturity where we are totally sold out for God and will go anywhere God tells us to go and be a good ambassador, a good representation of Christ and the cause of Christianity and God's saving gospel for humanity. I believe the church was designed to be that way. And I believe scripture teaches that that's how the church is supposed to be. Now, you may look at me and say, well, that's easy for you to say, Todd. You're a pastor, and you've been to all these Bible colleges and seminaries. Well, you're kind of right. I am a pastor. I am an ordained minister with the Church of God Reformation Movement and have been for many, many years. But I am not formally trained in a seminary or a Bible college. No, I am a product of the church. When I got saved at eight years old, I was raised in a church that was very strong in discipleship. And that is where I learned all the basis of the truths that I use in my ministry today. The Greek, the Hebrew, how to uh, discern eschatology or the 
prophecy in the Bible, how to defend the faith with apologetics, how to share my faith and lead others to Christ. I was trained in these areas as a young child all the way up through adolescence. And because of that church, I was able to be an effective minister all my adult life. So I'm just like you. I've had a career in the fire department, had to worry about bills, making our payments month to month, living from paycheck to paycheck. But I was discipled in a dynamic church, and I was able to have a ministry my entire life. And now that I've been a Christian for over 50 years, I see that the church has been failing other believers for that. And that's why about 10 years ago, I started Church Discipleship Ministries. And I want this opportunity through Todd Talks Bible to be an asset to your spiritual growth, to help you be able to learn these, these areas of expertise that we should all be competent in, to help you grow in Christ. And you may say to yourself, this could never happen in America today. Well, let me illustrate these truths with a short history lesson. On April 8, 1966, Time Magazine published an issue that in bold red letters on their front cover asked the question, is God dead? Now, the article was talking about what was going on at the time in American churches. Many liberal theologians were literally trying to take God out of the theology of the church. And God responded to this threat to the gospel, to this false teaching, with a huge worldwide revival that's commonly called the Jesus Movement. And over the next 12 years, God saved thousands upon thousands of young people and young adults with the gospel spreading like wildfire through our nation, through England and other nations, even down in Australia. And people were coming back to the church in droves. But not only that, the Holy Spirit was guiding these churches to go back to a biblical-centered worldview. What do I mean by that? In other words, that we are using Scripture as God's infallible Word and the center of our belief system. And more and more churches were bringing people and all these new converts into their churches and teaching them what the Bible said, discipling them and that they grew up with a conservative theological viewpoint, a conservative worldview. In other words, the truth of what Scripture said and allowed it to affect the way they viewed the world. Now, this generation, my generation, grew up eventually and started voting. And we took this conservative worldview and expressed it in the way we voted. In fact, it was so successful that in the South, where I'm from, which was known as a very liberal bastion of uh, political ideas that were on the far left, eventually became known for a very conservative area of the country. And we have influenced nations with a conservative vote for many decades now. Now, the reason I share that with you is to illustrate how Christians who have been properly discipled can literally change their nation change the world. And I think God is calling for Christians to do that again. But there's a problem. After this Jesus movement was so successful, and there was such a dynamic group of Christians growing up into adults and being ministers and truly shining the light into darkened corners, the church 
got seduced by the enemy in two areas. That's right. Satan seduced the church with two temptations that we just swallowed hook, line, and sinker. The first of all is that we became a political action committee. In the mid-80s, churches started getting more and more involved in politics, thinking that it was more important to affect the way a person voted instead of changing their hearts and leading them to Christ. The second area we got seduced in was through fame and fortune and success. Our very success became a drug that we started pursuing. It got to the point where we thought it was more important to have huge churches than to disciple believers, which takes time and smaller groups. And in the early 90s, the mega church model was born. And now it's very common to know of churches that have 5,000, 10,000, even 20,000 people that come to it once in a while. But the sad thing about it, and even many leaders within the church culture, the mega church culture today, are saying that we failed to disciple our believers with the mega church movement. So for the last 25 years or so, the church has been on a steady decline when it comes to discipleship. And more and more churches have just believers sit on their pews and tithe regularly and have no accountability and they have not been discipled properly. And they don't take an active part in their faith. And because of that, we became irrelevant. That's why the younger generation, the millennials and the Gen Z generations, started leaving the church in droves because they want to have an active part. They want to own their faith and they want to be active with what we teach, but we weren't allowing that to happen. All we cared about was putting on a good show for a big audience. And because we did that, our nation suffered because the church was no longer influencing the nation. All we cared about was great music and good entertaining sermons and we forgot to disciple the younger generations and teach that every Christian should have a ministry to a fallen world. Now, there's a passage in Scripture that talks about this. And in fact, there's two of them I want to go over real quick. And it's about trees. The first tree is found in Luke chapter 13, starting in verse 6. Listen to this. Then Jesus used this illustration. A man planted a fig tree in his garden and came again and again to see if there was any fruit on it. But he was always disappointed. Finally, he said to his gardener, I've waited three years and there hasn't been a single fig. Cut it down. I'm taking up, it's taking up space that we can use for something else. The gardener answered, give it one more chance. Leave it another year and I'll give it special attention and plenty of fertilizer. If we get figs next year, fine. If not, then you can cut it down. Now, Jesus isn't talking about how to garden and how to produce a good harvest of figs or blueberries or whatever you're into. No, Jesus is using this as an illustration of the church. And you see, there comes a point in time where the master will be upset if we are not producing fruit. And he will give us time very patiently, just like in the parable. But there will come a point in time where if we do not produce fruit, God will remove his blessing upon us and churches will just start closing in droves. We've seen that happen in Europe and I fear it's beginning to happen in America. Time is short 
And we need to start bearing fruit for the master. And we need to start influencing our culture once again. And the only way we can do that is if Christians are discipled into being mature believers, spiritual warriors for God, that are capable of taking the faith to the lost, to disciple these new believers, and to keep the movement going, even if they were the last Christian alive to do so. Now, that's the reason I started Todd Talks Bible. I have been working for years with local churches to equip and empower believers through church discipleship ministries. And many of my friends have said, this is great, but you're limiting yourself to just one church at a time. And if you go on social media and put some of this curriculum on social media, we could maybe reach a larger audience. So I've listened to their wisdom, and I'm trying to do that. And I hope you will join us in this effort and that God will bless it, and we can get an army, a spiritual army of believers again that actually influence our culture, not just in the way they vote, no, in the important way, by changing people's hearts on a daily basis as we interact with them. That is my goal. Now, you may despair and say, there's no hope. Our country's just gone too far. It's all lost. Well, I want to read another passage about another tree because I don't think uh, hope is gone totally. I think God's grace always provides us hope. If we return to him and reconcile with him, he will restore us and give us the ability to reach the lost because he doesn't want anyone to perish and die and go to hell because they don't believe in Jesus. So because of his grace, I think we can still reach America. Listen to this in Job 14, verse 7. If a tree is cut down, there is hope that it will sprout again and grow new branches. Though its roots have grown old in the earth and its stump decays, at the scent of water it may bud and sprout again like a new seedling. You see, I think it can happen again because just like a tree can get cut down to the roots and sprout again, so can the church in America. Now you may say, well, this was just a, an illustration, a metaphor in the book of Job. No, this is actually a, a real phenomenon that happens to some trees. I have one of these trees in my backyard. I had a wild cherry tree that was, oh, probably 40, 50 feet tall, and it fell on my house during an ice storm. So I had to get up on the roof and cut it down and cut it back. And because it had ripped up out of the ground, I went ahead and cut it at the base right near the ground and left the large stump still on the ground because it was too difficult to remove. Well, over the last 15 years, it was well watered because of where it was located. And over the last 15 years, it sprouted and grew. And now this tree is another large tree in my backyard that provides wonderful shade for my family. In fact, we just took pictures of our family sitting on some of the branches there the lower branches. So a tree can grow back. And if a tree can grow back, I want to guarantee you that God, through his grace, will allow the church in America to grow back if we simply will follow him and get back to discipleship and as individuals be serious about our faith in Christ and get into scripture and learn and grow and start sharing our faith. So I hope you'll pour yourself a cup of coffee and grab your Bible and join me for every session of Todd Talks Bible as we seek to equip and empower each other to reach a fallen world with the gospel of Christ. 
and also so that we as the American church can once again impact our nation in a positive way. I also ask that you help me get these videos in the hands of every believer possible. You can do that by doing the following. First and foremost, go to the description below this video and hit the subscribe button. Also, while you do that, hit the notification bell. This will let YouTube know that you would like to be notified every time we post a new video. And they usually do that by sending you a little notice to your cell phone. It doesn't cost a thing to do this. Also, every video you watch, please hit the thumbs up button. By doing these three things, subscribe, notifications, and thumbs up, you let YouTube know you like this content and their algorithms will make sure these videos are placed in a higher position in the queue so that more and more people have access to them. I also encourage you, every video that you watch, copy the link that's in the description below and post it on your social media. For instance, post it on your Facebook page or your Twitter account, whatever you use, post these links on your social media and that will influence the people that you have contact with in your little part of the world and hopefully they will watch these videos and get involved in this endeavor. Finally, about the comments. I have designed this channel to make sure that no comments are posted unless I give prior approval. This allows me to review them and make sure they're clean and not trolls trying to antagonize anyone. This way we can use the comment section for legitimate questions and feedback. So if you have a question about anything we are studying, all you have to do is type it into the comments. I'll review it later and I will either answer that question in a later video or post the answer in the comments section. This way, by making sure we keep it just for questions, it will preserve the integrity of the discipleship process and give you the most impact in your learning. So I hope you'll do that and utilize this great tool. Finally, please pray for this endeavor so that we can reach as many people as possible and that there will be a revival sparked by this and that Christians will rise up and take ownership of their faith and become ministers in our nation to reach the people that they have influence with on a daily basis. In the meantime, please keep the faith and read your Bible. Thank you for listening to Todd Talks Bible, sponsored by Church Discipleship Ministries. For more information, please visit churchdiscipleshipministries.com or check today's show notes for the link. Our teachings are also available on YouTube. Simply search for Todd Talks Bible. I'm Brian Race, encouraging you to subscribe to this podcast so you'll never miss an episode. Also consider sharing this timely teaching with someone you believe needs to hear it. Until next time, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all.